0: Oh, man, Graffiti Talk, that's what it's all about, baby. I'm glad y'all came and talked to me, man, and and interviewed me. It was a very, very beautiful experience, and I appreciate the opportunity, man, and I look forward to hollering at you guys later, man. Anytime you want to holler at me, holler at me. It's good, you know what I'm saying? It's real, baby.
1: What up, hip-hop heads? This is Graffiti Talk Radio, home of the hip-hop backstores. And I got my partner in crime, Bumble Bumblecloth, where you at?
2: Right here, homie. You know the deal.
1: Yeah, and uh, today I would guess is the unknown original member of UGK. Not only is he the original member, but he came up with the name. And uh, he's going to tell us about those early days of UGK and uh, everything that they it and what he got going on today. So, hip-hop heads, this is... Big Mitch. Big Mitch, it's great to have you on the show, man.
0: Oh, man, it's good to be seen, good to be heard, man. What's going on? Not a whole so, lot,
1: man. So before we get everything going, how's everything going with
0: you? Man, right now, man, I'm at uh, one of my
1: homeboys, Ted, man. We're having a birthday party
0: for him. we barbecuing and doing fish and shrimp and doing it big, you know, like Texas people do, you know what I'm saying? Just having a good <laughs>
1: day. Yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, if that's the case. I'm, I'm glad you, you know, able to take some time out of your schedule, man, and uh, do this interview with us. I mean, that that's a blessing for us.
0: Oh, man, it's a blessing for me, man, you know what I'm saying? Because, shit, yeah, it's all good. We're just having a good time and enjoying each other's company, man, and doing it like it's supposed to be done.
1: Yeah. So uh, starting off, man, how was life growing up in Port Arthur? Man, PA is a
0: uh you know, it's it's a refinery town, you know, it it has a lot of prisons around here too. And uh you know, if if you're doing one or two of those things, you can do pretty good, you know, you can you can make a living. But other than that, you know, if if it, if you don't have a trade, you in you in bad shape out here. Right. Yeah. Right. right.
2: Yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: But you know, as as far as music and everything is concerned, you know, a lot of cats out here are very talented, man, and uh, you know, they just they just trying to find a way, you know, to 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 make the situation happen for them. But it's 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 far and few in between, you know what I mean?
1: Right. Yeah. So, what uh, what that influenced you to get into music back then?
0: Man, music has always been a part of me. Uh, you know. uh when I, when I was younger, you know, my, my, my old man, he, he would introduce me to different types of music and things like that. And, you know, I was young and, and his friends would come over and they'd be like, well, who, who is that on the radio? And they'd be like, oh, well, ask ask my son. And, and I'd tell them who was on the radio, man, you know. You know, it might be some Isaac Hayes, it might be some Earth, Wind and Fire, something like that. But, you yeah. know, I was always in the music. That, that's just, how I grew up, man. My 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 family is a music family, so we always grew up around music.
1: Right. Yeah, because you're mm-hmm. a big record collector too, ain't you? Was that? You you a big record collector too, ain't you? Oh yeah, absolutely.
0: Absolutely, man.
1: I, I I love my vinyl, man. Uh, there's nothing uh, like it. Yeah. Nothing uh. like it. Yeah. So. Uh, far as your record collector go, what do do you have everything set up in the room, or you got a, a oh. section to put everything in? Well, right now, <laughs>
0: because of the house that I'm in, I got most of my albums, in, you know, in a closet. You know what I'm saying?
2: <laughs> and uh, I, I rarely,
0: I rarely go in that closet. You know, so I have them, you know, stacked up neatly in the closet and everything. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, my 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 vinyl collection is is very expensive. But uh, you know, from classical music to R and B, the soul, rock and yeah. roll, what, what, whatever it is, you know what I'm saying. I can I can damn near accommodate whatever you ask for. <laughs>
2: <That's what's laughs> yeah. <up>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: So when did you first meet Pimp C, and well, what was your first impression on him?
0: oh man uh, <laughs> junior high school uh is when we first met uh he he was in band I was playing football and uh you know we were doing early tour days in in junior high school we wasn't supposed to be doing it, but we were doing it anyway and um uh, the band was doing two a days also and uh I seen this cat with Kango on, red Kango. And yeah. you know, in, in Port Austin, if you had a Kango on, that means you was a rapper or MC or DJ or something. Right, right. So I seen him, you know, and I and I went I up to him uh, you know, and I asked him who he was and he introduced himself and everything and uh before you know it, we was going to uh, the band, uh, band hall, and uh, he was telling me he was an MC and he he rapped and all this other stuff. So he played his 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 first song that he did for me. It was called I'm Fresh. And you know, from from that point on, man, boy, you know, we we stayed close. You know what I'm saying? We did music together. With different other people, other people, and, and, and we just what's going on, Ryan? What's happening? Excuse me, brother. I'm just speaking to my homeboy. What's going uh, on, right. son? That's All right. right. Yeah, but you know that that that's how we met, man, and uh, that was probably my uh, seventh grade year and his sixth grade year wow. in junior high school. Yeah, <laughs> that was our first yeah. encounter, and you know, but come find out. His mom and my dad knew each other for years. They were classmates. Oh, crazy. Okay. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: So, um, before pimp and Bun had hooked up, did did you know Bun first? Before he yes, met her?
0: Yes, sir. I introduced him. Yeah, me me and Bun would always, you know, have different music to trade. He would have some music from here, and I would have some music from there, and we would trade music. We would dip in the bathroom uh, during uh recession, you know, like when the class is let out, and you yeah, got yeah. five minutes to go to a class. To yeah, the yeah, yeah, Me and Bunna dip in the bathroom, and he'll listen to some shit, and I'll listen to some shit he got, and then we'll end up trading music like that.
2: You see wow. what I'm saying? Yeah.
0: So that's how me and Bun was getting down. But when he heard heard that I was doing music and he was doing music, you know, and I told him who I was doing music with, you know, that's how I was able to introduce Bun. You know what I'm saying?
2: That's how that went. Right.
0: You You know, know, me 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 and Bun were friends before me and Chad, we were really as close. You know, me and Bun was closer. So right. when I, okay. when, when we were dip, dipping in the classrooms and shit and dipping in the bathrooms listening to music, I was like, well, shit, Bun is into music just like I'm into music, so it was only natural for me to introduce him to Chad. Right.
2: Right. Mm hmm.
1: Right. So, uh, who initially came up with the with the DMI, the, the Dangerous Music Incorporated?
0: That was me. Well, uh, okay, yeah. that it was, was me. I, I,
1: I, I've, I've always been the name type of cat, man.
0: You know, Chad would be like, Mitch, we need a, a name for this, or we need a name for this. I mean, you know, C- see what you can come up with. And that's what I was, you know what I'm saying? I always did that, man. I came up with all the names, Dangerous Music Incorporated. You know, me and Chad was Mission Impossible.
2: Yeah. Within
0: the Dangerous Music Incorporated. Dangerous Music Incorporated was not just me and Chad, it was other MCs in Port Arthur. We had a crew. Just like I mean, just like the New York people, just like the East Coast was well, doing and you know, they had crews and they had different MCs in those crews. That's how we were. You know what I'm saying? And right, and right. I came up with all I came up with all of those names. Now, as far as the individuals in Dangerous Music Incorporated, they came up with their own names, but I came up with the name for the whole conglomerate.
2: You know
0: what I'm so, saying? Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, uh, with, by Pimp having uh, the the production skills, he, he did he produce for everybody in DMI? Well,
0: he wasn't the only producer. Of DMD was uh, actually one of the producers also. You see what I'm saying? DMD yeah, yeah. and Pimp did all of the production for all the crew members. You see what I'm saying? We would get together and, and, and we'd be like, okay, you like this song? You like that song? Okay. Okay, you can have this. You can have that. You can have that. We would never sting stingy. You know what I'm saying? We was always sharing music with, with all of our people that was in the conglomerate, in DMI. Right. Yeah, so whatever yeah. you like, if you wanted to jump on the song, you can jump on it. It wasn't no problem. You know what I'm saying? And and it wasn't no rewriting and all that other shit. You know how you, know, you try to make competition between your friends and shit.
2: It wasn't yeah. none of that.
0: If you wrote a verse to it, the verse went. And that's well, how it yeah. went because that's how you keep shit going. You know, if you if you try to keep competition up, you know it, it's gonna keep up a lot of time, and you know the time that you wasting, you could have been doing another song.
2: For sure, you know right. what I'm saying? So, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So right.
0: That's 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 the way we looked at it. If you wrote a verse of the song, it went to the song, and then we went to the next song, and you wrote a verse of that. Okay, that's good, and and and, and that's how it would go. Wow. Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So when when did Bun be officially come into the picture? You know, as an MC with y'all. Bun was a part
0: of a group called PA Militia with his with his friend uh, Jalon Jackson.
1: Jalon Jackson. He and
0: Chad, right. yeah, Jalon Jackson. Now Chad and I was was Mission Impossible first. Now when Dory decided to leave. Then what happened was I had to come up with a new name for Chad and I because we had our demo tapes in different places, and we would go to Louisiana, and we would go to parks and shit. Like, when you know, we were younger. We was in high school. We would go to parks, and we would hear all the shit in the parks. And we'd right. be like, damn, that's some crazy shit, you know. It, it's just demo tapes, you know, and, and, and they would dub the tapes, and they would be playing them in the parks. So yeah. one day I was at my house. I say, man, look, you know, Underground Kings. I had my homeboy, one of my homeboys, Wesley Harris, which is a, uh, also a producer. Uh, he, I, I got him to draw up a design from it. You know, I say Underground Kings. See what you can come up with. And he drew the design. And when he, I saw the design, I say that would be a beautiful name.
2: For the yeah. group, so I
0: called Chad from my house, and I and, and he said, "What's up, man?" I said, "Underground Kings." He said, "What?"
2: <laughs> I said, "Underground
0: Kings." He said, "Man, what are you saying?" I say, "That ought to be our name." And he was like, "Man, that's a cold ass name. We gonna roll with that." And, and and that's how that's how UGK became
1: to be. Wow. Right.
2: Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: So did so did did y'all have any early recordings that was never put out with you? Oh
2: yeah. Oh yeah,
0: man.
1: Oh yes, sir. I I have a plethora
0: (laughs) of material that that we've done. You know, from the eighties up to the early nineties, man. I I have all that shit.
2: You know what I'm saying? And
0: I'm just waiting on the right time you know, to put it out and, you know, make sure my situation is straight where I can benefit from it. And, you know, hopefully if I can benefit from it, his kids can benefit from it. So that's, right, that's, that's what I'm up. looking into right now. You know what I'm that's saying? Because up. I'm I'm very, you know, I'm, I'm in touch with his, with his son, Chad. You know, whenever he wants to, you know, holler at me or whenever I see him as I always love. You know, I don't, I don't try to crowd him because I don't want him to think that okay, you know, that was your daddy. I want to crowd you and see what I can get from it. That's not, that's not what it's about. You know, right, I right, try right. to, I try to offer guidance or anything. You know, if he, if he asks a question, you know, or something like that, I try to offer guidance to him and, and things like that. But other than that, man, I just let him live his life and do what he's supposed to do and do what he thinks is the right thing to do. That's what All I let right. Chad Butler Jr. do.
1: Right. Yeah. right. yeah. Yeah. So, doing doing those early sessions, what what was Pimp C like doing those recordings? You know. Well, uh, you know. Was that? Yeah. No. Go ahead. You go ahead. I mean, you know,
0: we we did a lot of experiments You know, his his dad was a musician. You mm-hmm. know, my dad you know, was a musician. He sang in, in different groups when he was in school also. So we had that already in our blood. So the things that we did, you know, we we would get our music together. He would get his records together. I'd get my records together. And the sampling stuff started, you know, with us because even uh, Houston at the time, they wasn't sampling as much as we did. We we okay. loved, he loved the Isaac Brothers. That, right, that's his right. favorite group. That 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 was his favorite group. The Isaac Brothers. My yeah. favorite group was Frank, Beverly, and Mays. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's how we started getting into music together. And we just like his dad had an extensive collection. My dad had it, and I started buying records. He started buying records. So we would get together and see what we can come up with different ideas, and we would shoot them against each other. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I'll say, okay, Mitch, you got this idea, let's do this idea. And I'm like, Chad, you got this idea, let's do this idea. And that's how we would do do songs. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And and, and it, was constant, it was a constant process. It wasn't just like every weekend, you know, because we was in school. Every weekend right. we were doing music. That's what right. we was doing. You know what I'm saying? That, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's how we got down. You know, we was doing yeah. music every weekend, and it wasn't like one or two songs. It could be like sometimes it would be four, five, six songs that we would get done in the process of a date because that's how right. much our creativity ran.
1: You know what yeah. I'm saying?
0: We was always creating and always bouncing ideas off each other, and as long as we had ideas, we always had songs to do.
1: Right.
2: That's dope. That's dope. Yeah. yeah. So, mm-hmm.
1: how how influential, how in, influential was Mama Wiz? Mama Wiz
0: was very influential because she wasn't my mother, but she was a mother to me.
2: You well, know, well, old well.
0: school people, you know, it it, it, it takes a, a, you know, a a a community to raise a child, yeah. that's how we were raised. You know what I'm saying? If I fucked up, then guess what? She had the right to testify. me.
2: Right. You understand know what I'm saying? Right. I'm saying? Yeah, and vice yeah. versa,
0: if, if 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 Pimp was on my turf, you know what I'm saying? He had my house, and my mom and my dad is around. You know, if he fucked up, my mom and my daddy got the right to check him. Yeah. That's how that's how we were raised. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's exactly how it was. You know what I mean? It, it, it takes a community to raise a child. So that's how we were raised, man. You know, it, it, he was a good dude. He always was a good dude. He was raised right. right. His mom and his daddy raised him right. My mom and my dad raised us right. We just did fucked up shit because we wanted to do it. That's, you know, because we were young.
2: Right. <laughs> yeah, <sure>, yeah.
1: <laughs> you know
0: what I'm saying? That's yeah. all it was, you know. We was raised right, but you know,
1: we, we chose to do what we wanted to do. Yeah. So did did Mama West bring in ideas to the table? Oh Mama West would, would
0: listen to our music and she would critique it.
1: You know what I'm saying? She was like, I don't like
0: that. I don't like that shit. No, y'all gotta, y'all gotta do that over. <laughs> and she and, and she would say it just like that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah.
2: And uh, yeah.
0: she didn't do she didn't do that a lot now because once we once we found our ground and what we was trying to do, she was like, okay, just keep doing that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That's how she would be. You know what I'm saying? But if she didn't like it, she'll tell you. Oh, I don't like that shit. Uh-uh. Take that. and <laughs> Turn it off. I mean, it's, it's yeah. been a lot. Of, it's been a lot of times, man. We would be on the road, and you know, we would get different demo tapes from people and shit and, and, and demo CDs man and we'll be listening to that shit and and before look, this was all the thing. If we get to the to the third song and the third song ain't jamming, we throw that motherfucker out the
2: window. <laughs> 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 While we drive yeah. Yeah. <laughs> how we would yeah,
0: demo tape I, I mean that's 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 not the, the, the correct thing to do. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? But that's how yeah. we looked at it. Because we get yeah. from left and right, you know, from different people trying to get on. And, you know, they, they may not know their ass from a hole in the ground. they just trying to be like us. Right, <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or somebody yeah. else that they done seen. You know, yeah. and then we would get into that situation. We listen to this shit, and that shit not jamming. We throw that shit out the water.
2: right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And
0: that's how we look at our own shit. If it wasn't jamming, we wasn't going to let it come out.
2: So right, There's a lot of right. shit that
0: we did that, man, that, that, that's not jamming that will never come up. Right? right. Now, that's some right. shit that we did from the 80s and from the early 90s that I'm going to put out that's jamming that y'all going to be like, well, damn. If they was doing that then, I understand yeah. why they was doing it, how they was doing it when they was popular.
1: Right. So, word, look. Word. So, let me ask you this. When, when you... When you decide to put that music out, you're going to leave it raw. You're going to leave it like it is, or you're going to touch it up. Oh yeah. Uh,
0: well, the, well, the way the way that I have the shit set up is I I, I ran it. I ran all our old shit through Pro Tools.
2: Well, okay, yeah. I got yeah. all
0: I got all that shit straight, all the air and all that shit out of it because it was produced very well. Okay. Chad Chad is a genius producer and he is a genius mixer. He knows what he wants his music to sound like. Right. And because we spent so much time with each other, we have the same ear. So now, the old music that I have, the only thing that I have to do with it now, since it's been ran through Pro Tools, I just have to get it mastered. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna go, I'm I'm gonna get all the old shit mastered, but I'm not gonna put it out as soon as you think I am, but I I I, I have plans to put that shit out. And I think am the sole owner of all that shit. For because
2: sure.
0: nobody gave a shit about none of that old shit.
2: Word, nobody.
0: Word. Not, bun, not Bun, not Bunn, not DMD, none of them niggas give a shit about none of that old shit. But it's history because of Port Arthur, Texas, and because of the South. Yes. Right. It's history. Yes. Let yep. people know that hey, we've been doing this shit. this is nothing new to us. we know how to do this shit, yeah, that's why people love us the way that they love us. It's not because you know we really had something to do with it we 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 grind it and made it happen, but that's because of god
2: yeah right. it's, it's
0: it's no it's no other it's no other reason but God that that happened right. the way it is and 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 for me to to be in 2016 going into 2017, and I can tell you I have music that we did from 88, yeah. Right. you know what I'm saying? That's,
2: yeah, that's, yeah.
0: that's an accomplishment for me.
1: Right. Because, sure. everybody,
0: I mean, they always look at Mitch's the archives. He's going to hold everything. I, you damn right I am. Exactly. Right, right. Because <laughs> this is always
1: history. If, if yeah. somebody
0: got to preserve it.
2: That's, that's what's so- up.
1: And so who, who ended up uh, coming up with the idea to just merge everybody and y'all became the four black ministers? The four
0: black ministers was was Chad's idea.
1: Okay.
2: That was
0: PA Militia. That was Bun, Jalon, me, and Chad. That was UGK and PA Militia formed together into four BM, which was the four black ministers. Right. And we did... Four songs. We did four songs
2: together.
0: That's dope. That's 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 as many as we did.
2: Okay. You got those? Huh? You got you got those? You got those recordings of that of the four black I got masters? I
0: got a couple. I got a couple of them. I don't have I, I don't have two of them. I got a couple of. Them.
2: That's what's up. Yeah. All right.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I keep
1: that so thing, so, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, so it was right after that you had decided to to go go to college and play football?
0: Well, I graduated in ninety one. Right. So and, and and you know, I was in a situation where I could play ball and Prairie View was gonna pay for my scholarship. Word. You know what I'm saying? So I'm thinking, okay, well I, I gotta go to college. I know what I need to do. I can stay here and not go to college and, and stay with Chad and do this shit, but it's not guaranteed. I made a decision. I went yeah. to college. Now, when I decided to go to college and I told Chad I was going to go to college, Chad called me at my mom's house and asked me if Bun can take my place. And I said, of course. That would That would be the only person in the clique that could take my place.
2: You know what I'm saying?
0: Because I had first of all, I had introduced him. That's the first thing. See what I'm saying? And secondly, I knew that Bun's mind was big enough and good enough to be the yin to Pimp's yang.
2: You know what I'm saying? I
0: knew that already. You know what I'm saying? Anybody else in the crew? Yeah, they were good, but Bun was gonna be the best out. Now, they didn't get along at first. You know what Uh, I'm saying? You know, they they didn't get along at first. You know what I'm saying? They had to learn each other. And they had to learn what was the best things inside of them. They had to learn that about each other. And once they learned that, then that's when you hear all the beautiful records that you hear.
2: Word, word.
0: You know what I'm saying? That's just like with my new album that's coming out before Thanksgiving you know, Big Mitch is the foundation, you know, I was, I'm telling a story about, you know, how Bun, you know, took my place and and, and, and everything started clicking after that. What because are, it was some right. things that was going on the summer before I went to school. When me and Chad was still UGK, it was some shit that was going on that wasn't clicking right. Every right. time we right. went to a studio shit was going wrong. Or oh, the motherfucking person that was in the studio was trying to milk us for time. It was word. always something right. going bad. You know what I'm saying? But when mm-hmm. I decided to go to school and, I, and, and, and Bun took my place, everything started clicking.
1: Word, word You know right. what I'm
0: saying? So now I'm, I'm a youngster and, and I'm like, okay, I don't know why this shit is happening the way it's happening. You know, right. now I'm at Prairie View, and I'm walking the campus. I'm like, you know, Lord, I should be, you know, where, well, you know, tell me something good is playing. I should be, that That should be me. You know I'm talking to You know, like, that's Bun, he rapping my part. I'm like, that should be me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then God said, no, son. Yeah, I yeah, made man. it that way because that's the way it was supposed to be. Now, right. I'm at college. I'm at Prairie View. This is going talking to me, and I'm walking, and I'm talking to God by myself. Right, right. And he said, no, this is how it was supposed to be. And when he told me that, I was like, oh, my God. You know, I, okay, well, there's it, nothing I can do about that.
2: Right, It right. happened
0: the way it was supposed to happen.
2: Yeah. So, you know what
0: I'm saying? That's why everybody loves UGK the way that it is. Right. Yeah. So, so
2: why-
1: God. <laughs> yeah, so, when you was in college, what what position did you play? Oh, man, I was
0: uh, a, a guard. I played guard on uh, Prairie View's uh, football team for a while until I, I found out all the coaches on the team was fraud, man, and then I quit. Oh, <laughs> man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, man I, I, that's, a, that's a whole – I, I could tell, I could write a book on how fraud these motherfucking coaches were from Prairie View when I was playing ball, man. Because, first of all, when I got there, it was their first year of bringing back football. They hadn't had football in five years. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Word. Right. So
0: they gave us false letters of intent and, and, and everything, man. You know what I'm saying? I signed a letter of intent saying that they was going to pay for my schooling, dog. I signed that letter. They came to my house, and I signed it in front of my mom and daddy. It was fake. Oh, man. Dang. My my mom and my daddy had to end up paying for my second and third semester at Prairie View because these motherfuckers was lying about the the, the, the letter of intent that I signed. I had to make a certain grade to even get scholarship money. It wasn't even from the athletic department. It was from my academics. That's how they recruited me because I was an A&B student at Lincoln. They recruited me as a student and I was going to get money from whatever department that had money to fund the athletes. The oh, athletic department dang. had no money.
2: <laughs>
0: oh, <laughs> that's dang. why. I, that's the reason why I'm not in UGK to this day because of that,
2: wow. and you know, just you know, that's why Bun took
0: my place. But, but like I said, it, it was God's plan. It, 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 this is not something I could have planned. This is what right. God wanted to happen. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's why I'm able to 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 continue the legacy and to to continue to do the things that I'm doing to make sure that the legacy is 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 done the way that Chad and I saw it. Not Chad and right. his wife, and I don't have nothing against Shannara and his wife. I don't have nothing against Bun and how he represent UGK because Bun make us look good.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know,
0: by him being a professor at a college, and he ain't he ain't never went to college.
2: Yeah, yeah. You
0: know what I'm saying? They they value his opinion so much on hip hop and, and, and religion that he is a professor. That yeah. makes us look good. He performed yeah. at the opera, you know, the, the Houston Opera.
2: Yeah, the first rapper that shit. to
1: ever do it.
2: Word. And, and,
0: and that's fun. That makes us look good. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So the things that we, you know, we 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 may have differences and different things that we look at things, but that's my brother. And, right. and if you have a brother, you know you're gonna have differences. Yeah. Right. That don't mean that you don't love them, right?
2: Right. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying. Yeah.
0: You know yeah. we can we yeah. can disagree and, and and just agree to disagree and be like okay well it is what it is okay let's go to something else.
1: Yeah. So yeah. When uh yeah so uh what was you did, did they tell you about the deal when they got with Big Time?
0: Did they tell me? I I, I was a part of the deal of Big Time. What, I know what? Russell.
1: I know Russell
0: Washington. You know, good dude at heart. You know, he right. just didn't know the business of the of
1: music. That's
0: right, all right. You know, he he, <laughs> he really didn't mean to, to to fuck over us like he did. He did.
2: Yeah, Once yeah. he
0: saw he could do it, but that's not what he really meant to do. He really had good intentions. Right, it just Word. didn't go. It just didn't go right, and none of us knew the goddamn business, man. We was in our teens, man. Yeah. We didn't know shit about the motherfucking record business. What we gonna know?
2: And we from right. Port
0: Arthur,
1: Texas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so look, uh, so, bitch, so what we don't so know about the goddamn record business. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so, so tell me this: I remember reading in, uh, Pimp C's book that mm-hmm. it was UGK and Big Time that helped Southwest Wholesale become a distributor. Right. Okay, so... Southwest Wholesale was a distributor, yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, by, by Southwest Wholesale becoming, you know, as big as it was at the time, and y'all was the uh, the foundation for that, how, how, did, how did that make y'all feel knowing that Y'all was the, the footprint for that, the foundation. Well,
0: from from that situation, we always had a good rapport, you know, with Southwest OSEP. You know what I'm saying? They would buy, and if I'm not mistaken, I'm not, I don't necessarily know this, but I know how much the shit sold. You know what I'm saying? I know I was there when the first. 500 tapes got the big time of the southern way. I was at the flea market. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Right. Them 500, them 500 tapes So Once he played the shit and he started playing it in the flea market and everybody could hear it, at the end of the day, all those tapes were gone. Damn. They were gone. In in a, I, I seen I know at least fifty of them tapes sold in an hour. Cause I stayed there and I watched motherfuckers coming around and buying the tape.
2: Yes, sir. Yeah. They right.
0: were and it was flying off the shelf. So yeah, Southwest hosts they love us. They love DMD. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Anything that we released, they was gonna buy them off top, and we was gonna get a check.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Right. You know
0: what I'm saying? So yeah, it, it, it was going down back then, man, and, and we didn't know. They
1: didn't know it was going to happen like that. It just did. Right. Uh, so you how know what I'm that, saying? So that that time period right there when tell me something good was was so hot. Um, mm-hmm. How how was it in the streets, man? in in, oh, Portland, my God. in, in Houston, how 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 how, how man. was it, man? man. It it was
0: surreal, to say the least. I was in a, like I said, I was at Preview. And, uh, you know, the, the Southern Way dropped February 10th, the day before my birthday. And by the time Capitol Beach party came for the summer, you know, toward the end of the summer and toward the end of school, every car that you was walking by, was playing Tell Me Something Good.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: It it was, I mean, now you're in Galveston now. This is the Capital Beach part. At the height of when it was the shit. What? Right. And every car that you walk by, you know, I got a UGK hat on. I went there with $5. I left with $5 and then have to buy a goddamn thing. Because I had that goddamn UGK hat on. Uh, yeah. You know
2: what
0: I'm saying? Everybody's yeah. playing, tell me something good. You part of your... Yes, I am. I'm like, oh, man, you want something to drink? You What What you doing? You smoking? What? I, I, I mean, I I got high. I got drunk. I got fooled on food. Right. And everything else. Yeah. Just because of my brothers putting that song out. So that tells you. How hot the song was. I mean, on, on our top 10, uh, out here in, in, in Port Arthur and Beaumont, the local radio station, we was number one for maybe three months.
1: Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Tell
0: me something good it was number one.
1: Yeah, because you could correct me if I'm wrong on this one, but, uh, I remember reading in the article that y'all were number one for so long, and then y'all got disqualified because that's when the deal with Jive came
2: through.
0: Well,
1: what happened was we was number one for so
0: long, they just wanted to, you know, make somebody else shine too. And that made a lot of sense. We we weren't tripping about that because we were tripping on the fact that we was number one for that long. We didn't know we was going to be number one at all.
2: Right, right, right. (laughs) You know what I'm
0: saying? so just going through that transition, we
2: high school dudes, man.
0: You got to understand this. We were in high school when this shit was happening. So we was just taking it as it came. We wasn't worried about no business. We wasn't worried about no money. If if this shit just came upon us and we got to deal with it the best way country niggas
1: know how. And 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 that's, that's how we dealt with it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, how how did how did the deal with Jive come about? Well,
0: Jive, the the, the deal with Jive was actually the last deal on the table. It, it was a bidding war going on between the labels, and. Oh, oh, Russell's uh, way of looking at the situation was the ones that's going to be the last ones is the ones that's going to give us the most money that's on the table. But that wasn't the case. Jive was the ones that, you know, it was a bidding war going on between Thursday and Sunday. And the bidding wars was going on to see how much money what company was going to offer you, Right. Now, after a while, you know, they start turning deals down from different companies, and they stop calling. So they said, well, the next company that comes, that offer us a deal, we're going to take you. And Monday morning came, and it was Jive Records, And that's why yeah. they signed with Jive.
1: So, do you know the end of the other record labels that was trying to sign them?
0: Well, I mean, all the major labels, man. You know, you got you got Def Jam, you got Columbia. You know, you you, you, yeah. you know, all all the major labels at the time was was being because, see, we had sold so many records regionally. You know, they was looking at the Southwest wholesale sales and everything, and everything was looking good.
2: Right. So that's what
0: they was going off of. This is an independent label, you know. You know, and and they based in Houston, Texas, and you have this distributor that's distributing them, and they selling tape after tape after tape after tape. So that's what started the bidding war. Right. You know, that's what started it all, man. Because we sold tapes regionally.
1: You know what I
2: mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So. After that, uh after the deal went through and y'all had started working on too hard to swallow,
2: mm-hmm.
1: they said that, that, that that's when the aggravation had hit the fan. They uh, cause I remember reading in Pimp C's book that uh they wanted to uh redo some of the songs and it just it wasn't the way that Bun and Pimp had wanted it. It was like basically the people who jive had bought in, they didn't know what they was doing with the too hard to swallow and they it didn't come out as good as they wanted it to. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Uh you know, uh the the, the two culprits of that, their name was Bernie and Shotaro. They were uh owners of a studio and they were helping Chad mix his album. And because they hadn't had any major releases between the two, this is the husband and the wife team, okay? Bernie Uh Sotero, and uh, they they're engineers and they own the studio and we're over there and we're recording our album over there and we're mixing it over there. So Chad knew how he wanted his songs to be mixed and he would mix it a certain way. And now because they wanted to Bogart, we didn't know the goddamn business. They went back and recorded and mixed the shit a certain way that they wanted. To mix it so that they can get credit on the goddamn album and get paid. Wow, shit. That's why some of the songs on Too Hard to Swallow was mixed a different way than with Chad Bonnet to be mixed. Now Damn. I could tell you the song, but I ain't gonna tell you the song. That's that's that's, what, that's another time.
2: That's <laughs> right. <word, laughs> you know, yeah.
0: I, I gotta say I gotta say some shit for my memoir.
2: But yeah, yeah, for time, sure.
0: Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah that, that's, that's, that's what happened with that situation, man. They were trying to get credit on a major album release so that they can get more people coming to their studio to use their studio and get more money. That's all that was. Damn.
1: So how how many units did Too Hard to Swallow Sale? I'm
0: not sure. Uh, right now... As as it as it is, it hadn't gone gold yet, which I don't believe for one bit. You know because you know these motherfucking people that they don't want to pay you. You know when your album goes gold or when your album goes platinum, that they they don't want to pay you that money. So yeah. you really have to you really have to stay in touch with your record company and stay in touch with the numbers to know when things really happen. Because if you're not doing it. They are not gonna give it to you when you know when your shit go gold or platinum or, or whatever. They not gonna give it. They not just gonna give it to you, man. You gotta stay on top of your game. Right. Yeah, and,
1: and, and they I don't want to get their money. up. And I didn't know until a few years later that, that another EP had dropped called "Band," doing songs that was dropped from the "Too Hard to Swallow" album. So,
0: absolutely, like, those were so, those were songs that you know. When that
1: shit dropped, I was at Prairie View, too.
0: I didn't even know nothing about it. Motherfuckers was telling me about it. I Damn. said, man, look, that's my brother. Chad, I know if he about to drop something. He's going to tell me way ahead of time he's going to drop something. And the nigga came and showed me the goddamn tape. I'm like, ain't this a bitch? And I called Chad. I said, man, what the fuck is this band shit? You know, you ain't telling me about this? He said, man, Russell put that shit out on his own,
1: man. I, I didn't know nothing about it either. Damn. So Russell oh, the did songs. it on, on, on his own. Okay, so the the songs that was on band that was dropped from too hard to swallow. The people right. that fixed it. Well, was that their decision? Was what now? The the ones who who did the mixing that uh, that had the studio. Well, was that their decision to drop those songs?
0: No, it wasn't their decision. It was Russell, Russell's decision to drop them songs.
1: Damn. Damn. Okay.
0: That was his. You know, he don't want the record company. You know what I'm saying? And the songs got dropped from too hard to swallow because the the women at the label didn't like the the, the content matter of it. And and they uh-huh. banned those songs. That's 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 why they called. That's why Russell called the album banned because Job ja banned those songs from too hard to swallow. Good
2: Damn. That's crazy.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah.
1: So, um So around so around this time, uh when when they when they came start well when they started working on Super Tight, was you out of college at this time?
0: At yeah, Super Tight? Yeah. Uh I was in between college
2: you know what okay. I'm
0: saying? I was in and out, you know what I mean. Uh by the time he was doing super tight, I was still in college, but at the same time I was getting ready to get out. You know what I'm saying? Because I was ready to, to pursue my music career, you know, full time.
2: Okay. Right, You right. know, and
0: uh he he called me to uh to get on on a song, it was a, a song called Wee Weed that didn't make Super Tight. And uh, the only reason it didn't make Super Tight is because it was an Isaac Brothers sample. And the Isaac Brothers was in court at the time trying to get the rights to their music. Damn. So uh, they had a freeze on everything. So that's going to come out, too. Don't worry about it. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I, got, I got all this shit, like I say, man. It's, it's because... going to come out, man. Look, I, I, got a, I got a lot of things on, on, on the burner, man. Got a lot of okay. things on the burner. You just got to okay. stay tuned.
1: Yeah, That's and look, up. because I remember a while back, you said in the UGK group that it was a song that y'all had wanted to sample by Al Green, that it never got yeah. to last.
0: It's called Groupies. Okay. okay. Yeah,
1: it's called it's, it's called a, Groupies. It's,
0: it's, it's an uh, Al Green sample, and that was supposed to be on Too Hard to Swallow, too.
2: Okay. Yeah. And, because, and,
0: and, and, and it, it, it didn't make it because Russ didn't pay for the session.
2: Dang. Oh shit!
1: <laughs> yeah, so man, so so when so when did the did the deal finally get washed away? Well, uh, with big time and UGK went under Jive fully. Well, Jive saw that Russell wasn't
0: doing right by the money that it was allotted to. Him. You oh. know what I'm saying? And Chad and Bun was fed up with with Russell, so they they went full time with
1: Jive. That's just how
0: that went.
2: Simple okay. as that. Yeah.
1: Okay. So it's super tight. Uh, what was this supposed to be a, a double disc originally?
2: Yes,
0: sir. It was supposed to be an album called Souls on Ice.
2: Oh, what? Double
0: album. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And yes, uh, the, the the songs that came out. That 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 made the cut came out to be super tight.
2: Damn.
1: Okay. So, um, can you name just a few things that Jive did that would just aggravate Pimp C? <laughs> not
2: giving,
0: not giving his money. Yeah. That's that's the bottom line. You know, I mean, if, if you if you work for a company or you work for somebody and you know you're getting paid whatever, such a Iowa, you're getting paid a salary, you expect to have your check. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that's anything. You know, it was just that simple. You know, and you tried to explain that to them, but that's not how record company people do. See, they get a group and they milk you. And see, they have a family too. So... They putting their families and everything and their kids through college and you're yeah. getting less than minimum wage on albums that you put putting out and not getting your royalty checks either.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, a, a record company can do whatever they want to do to you, brother. You know, especially when you have a, a, a person that's, that, that worked for the record company <laughs> and then got fired from the record company. And then when they found out that the group that wanted to sign that they wanted to sign them to Jive, you know, now now the motherfucker come back into play and he working for Jive again to get them to sign the Jive so he can get a cut of the goddamn money that supposed to be going to Chad. Damn. Yeah, whole ass motherfucking uh, manager. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Worked the job, got fired, and then found out that he was the manager for, for, for UGK that was trying to sign the job, and then they rehired him just to fuck over. Damn. Damn. <laughs> Look, man, like I said, we were in our teams. We didn't know what the fuck we were doing. Yeah. We didn't know what sure. the fuck we were doing. We didn't have proper representation. You know? Yeah, we got fucked. That's why Chad didn't have... That's why... He, he don't have no money now. That's why his, his, his kids don't have no money now. He, you know, he didn't know.
2: Yeah. He didn't right.
0: know and then the people that started putting his coattail toward the end trying to tell him what to do with his money, you know, it was too late then.
2: Yeah. Right.
0: The money had them went went through his hands and he had to tell in his of his career, he done been in jail, he come out, he he, he the biggest thing since sliced bread, but after a while that books die down.
2: Yeah. Right. Now where
0: your money coming from? Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah.
2: It's, it's
0: it's a dirty game, man. You know what I'm saying? You hot for a minute, and and, and then the next you're not, and, and and nobody give a fuck about you, and nobody trying to look at you, and and, and give you no money, because you're getting Boy. older. That's why right. it's it's the great thing to be your own independent artist to have your own shit, have your own website on your own motherfucking shit where you have a PayPal account and you sell your music and it goes straight to your PayPal account.
2: Right. Word, for sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying? That is that is the way of the world right now, and that's what I'm that's what I'm doing at, at, at this point in time right now.
2: Right. I tell you, I tell yeah.
1: you. And so when, uh, when Riding Dirty Head dropped, did y'all... Uh, feel that it was going to become a classic, you know, during the time that it was being recorded? Did y'all feel anything special about that album?
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, because at that time we knew how long we had been doing music and we know what people like. You know what I'm saying? When you go and you do shows and you do shows in front of people and they react certain ways, you know what they like when we start doing what they like. And that's what I always said. You always give the people what they want. You know what I'm saying? Now, at, the, at this point in time, in the record industry, you know, giving the people what they want, that's some bullshit. It's all bullshit. Right. You know, right. that's another conversation. But at the time, you know, we was like, look, we're going to give these people what they want. If that's what they like, that's what they like. That ain't what our head was at first the way UGK came out. It came out right. that way because the ghetto boys were doing their thing, NWA was doing their thing, you know, public yeah. enemy was doing their thing. Everybody had their own voices in every coast. Right. So, so we just we just looked at what people was digging and that's what Chad and
1: Bun started doing. Right. Wow. And, and so while this was going on, you know, Jay Prince had been trying to reach out and sign UGK for the longest. Uh, how could they never signed with rap a lot earlier on? Well, I can't tell you exactly why,
0: you know, but, you know, you you have to look at the, uh, how, can, how can I say, you have to look at the... Uh, the, the, the history of representative and how they paid their artists. Right,
2: yeah, yeah. You know
0: what I'm saying? Uh, you know, when, when you, you you as a record company, you want to sign the youngest artist that you can possibly sign because they don't know shit.
2: Right, right.
0: While they hot, you can, you know, jack them for millions and millions of dollars, and they don't know what's hitting them. You're just keeping them happy. right.
2: And for a lot
0: of the, a lot of the time, that's what happens with you know Rap-A-Lot Records, right? You know, you get a bunch of ghetto kids from the ghetto that ain't never seen no money and trying to make money, and you giving them some money, you are gonna stay with the company, yeah.
2: Right. You gonna
0: do what the company tell you to do, right? You see what I'm saying?
2: Yeah. lot
0: Records, you had you you got you got kids in the ghetto trying to get out of the ghetto trying to make money. They don't want don't know more, they don't want to do this, they don't want to do that, so they try to get in the music. And yeah. the, the company the people, the record company the people know this, so they take advantage of that. Right. They right. take advantage of being naive, you know, being naive.
2: Right. So. Yeah. So that's, so, that's,
1: that's exactly what happened.
2: Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah,
1: so... Uh, on the Ride Dirt album, you was featured on Three in the Morning. And uh, right. I had always wondered, you know, you were featured on that song. Did you ever thought about uh, coming back in, becoming a full member of UGK?
0: I've always been a full member of UGK. I've well, never... You know, like, well, you
1: had, you know what
0: I mean, like, had had being been. on the album. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, being, being featured on the album, that song is a story within itself because I had I was supposed to be on too hard to swallow, and word, word. and um super tight, and right. both of those songs were samples. And right. Dad was like, "Look, I got you an original song, so you gonna make riding dirty. It doesn't matter what you you gonna make it. Just make, just word. write your verse. You know what I'm saying? Because it it was an original song, so it didn't have to go through the porch. Oh, so oh. when I I, I did. Three in the morning. I did that on February tenth of of nineteen ninety
2: six. Okay. Uh,
0: and and that was the day before my birthday. And we we did the song, and he just said, "I mean, I'm make sure you're gonna make this goddamn out." And that's how,
2: that ha- that's how that happened.
0: That's how that happened. Okay. Up.
1: And, and, and that and that song, uh, you don't know me. It was a hidden track on the tape, but it wasn't on the CD. Oh, yeah.
0: Why was it like that? <laughs> that that's, that 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 was Chad's doing. He, he he wanted to make sure you bought by both of them.
2: Wait wait. <laughs> oh
0: man! <laughs> <laughs> I told you Chad was a genius, man. He was doing this. He was doing this shit way before niggas was doing it, man. He said, I'm going to put this song on the cassette, and it ain't going to be on the CD, and they're going to have to buy the cassette,
2: too. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: because, I mean, man, that was the banger there, man, because I got the CD, and I was mad as hell that song wasn't on there, man. <laughs> exactly. And you had to go and buy the cassette to get the goddamn song. <laughs>
2: uh-huh. See, that's your yeah, chat. <laughs> yeah
1: man and so um between riding dirty and uh, dirty money, you know, dirty money was getting pushed back so much, man, and uh oh yeah, yeah, yeah so uh the you know the the drama behind what what was the drama behind that? we know it was with the record labels, and at the same time, uh the whole know, thing.
0: The whole thing was about Chad getting paid, man. Look, Chad, look, let me tell you something. He could put out a mixtape and sell 100,000 copies of that mixtape under the nose of Jive. Jive know he's doing it. And Jive know why he's doing it. And he did it. He did it. Now, I don't know if y'all know the name of the mixtape. I don't know if I should reveal it, but if you yeah, know your UGK so, shit, yeah. you know you know what I'm talking about. So uh-huh. that happened. That happened a few months before Christmas. And look, I, I'm a living witness. I would go there with, with like I say, five hundred thousand CDs. These people cutting a check right then and there. Damn. And I, if if I come to you with five hundred CDs. And you, they selling out of the stores in two days. Five hundred CDs, and ten thousand, and, and they cost ten dollars a CD. You do the math, yeah. right? Yeah, that they cutting that check. We not in there ten minutes. Bring in the units. They count the units. They cut the check. We out of there, right? Damn. That's that's what I'm trying to tell independent. Artists, you know what I'm saying? It may you, you may not have 500 CDs to give to a uh, company. Cause first of all, you have to prove that you can sell those units. See, UGK proved that they could sell those units because when they was buying those units, they know that they can put those units on the floor and they're gonna be gone in less than a week.
2: That's why they didn't
0: cut that check like that. You see what I'm saying? Because they know they gonna get that money back triple, probably. Because if they get if if Chad them getting ten a CB, they selling it for fifteen, seventeen dollars.
2: Yeah. Right.
0: right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, I mean the independent game is the game, man. You just gotta stick to it.
1: Get your right. website.
0: Right. Stick to it. Put you some paraphernalia on there to sell. Sell your music. That's, that's, that's what I'm doing, man. That's what it is. That is that is right. what it is. Fuck these major labels, man. They don't want to give up no money. They want to dumb down the music, and they done done that. Yeah. They fucked up the music, you know what I'm saying, that they have on the radio, and they get the, the, the artists as young as they can, and if they faggots, they really want to sell it.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? They they, they really want to sell that. And and if the music is garbage, they're going to sell it anyway because that's what they want to sell.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. And so uh, and and when Pimp, you know, when when Dirty Money finally did drop, that's when Pimp ended up getting incarcerated. But it seemed like as soon as he got incarcerated, that's when the fame went up because Bumby started the Free Pimp C movement and
2: people right, were pumping right. for
1: more music. And, you know, when he finally touched down, what what was that feeling like when when Pimp finally came home and, you know, it was back, well, to,
2: the, it, back to the music? It's,
0: uh, for, for me, you know, it was a relief. You know, uh, after seeing him, you know, after not seeing him for a while, right? You know, that that was, that was that was a you know a tough situation for me because I knew that you know deep down, being Chad Butler, not Pimp C, but being Chad Butler, he was not made to do time.
2: What? you know what I'm
0: saying? That that's that's not how he was made. So he had to dig. He had to really get guard and he had to really dig deep
2: and, and and at
0: first, you know, you know, when you when you get incarcerated you gonna get pissed. But yeah. once you get your protection, once once the protection comes down, then you can do whatever you need to do to maintain. And that's what right. happened with Chad. Right.
1: right. You know right. what
0: I'm saying? You know, uh, I mean the same thing happened with Pac, you know, Pac got locked up, you know, and he had to go through his shit, but after a while he got his protection and and, and, and Shug came and got him up out of it.
1: Right. You know yeah. what
0: I'm saying? And the same shit happened you know with Chay, you know, Jay came and you know you know he he had to do what he had to do, you
1: know what I'm saying?
0: Right.
1: Right. Yeah and look and another thing, um with the 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 beef that has started between uh master p and Pimp c uh uh-huh.
2: oh
1: yeah um from your point of view how 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 ugly did they get man
0: it it it' it's, it's you know um it's as bad as it can get right I say it like that. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna get into any specific right. or anything, you know, right. but you know, uh it, it took something out of it, it took something out of both of those cats. Let's just, just say it like that.
2: And and right. in the
0: end they ended up squashing it. So it doesn't yeah. even need to be spoke about right. no more. For yeah, sure.
1: because yeah, and another thing, uh, what I had found funny when uh they had did break a mouse on so they had recorded that in Pimpsy's bathroom.
2: through. <laughs> right.
1: Right? <laughs> On San Jack. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right.
0: Because yep. you you when you record in the bathroom, you get good acoustics coming off of the off the walls. And that's why he recorded in the bathroom. See, people don't right. know that.
1: That right, that's a right. part of
0: the genius of Chad Butler. Right. Cuz we we <laughs> were we were singers, you know, first of all in, in school. And when we would go to competition, When we would go to practice, we would go in the bathroom and sing, and we knew the acoustics were good in the bathroom. So we said, well, if the acoustics good in the bathroom at this school, the acoustics would be good in the bathroom at our house.
2: Right. Right, right. And you didn't have to
0: use any insulation because the bathroom is already insulated. (laughs)
2: Yeah. That's what's up. That's what's up. <laughs> yeah. I
0: told you, man, the boy was a genius, man. I'm telling you. Yeah. Now a lot of people just don't know. I mean, a lot of common sense things came into play, you know, when we were recording and trying to do the best recordings that we could, man. And because he had a vision, you know, before we recorded, the things that we did in the in the late '80s and the early '90s, you can still listen to that shit and be like, "Well, damn, man, this is right." You know, uh, the, the quality of it is 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 really is really good.
2: Right. You know, dude. from
0: from you know the shit that we recorded with, man. You, I mean, you wouldn't believe. Right. You wouldn't man. believe that that sound would come from from that shit. But man, I'm I telling it. you, I, I got it, and y'all gonna hear it. It won't be long.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's
1: what's up. Yeah. So I mean, well, you know, be know. So, you know, the the dreaded question. You know, what was you when you heard that? You know, he had left us.
2: Oh man. Uh, uh that's uh,
0: oh seven. So my my daughter was two years old, and uh, my one of my homeboys called me and told me that he had heard it on the radio. What? And you know, I heard rumors before that Chad was dead and I didn't you know, I'm all whatever, you know. And then yeah. about two minutes later my sister in law called me and said she heard it. And, you know, she had a like, she she liked Chad. So I was like, okay, if I'm hearing this from her, I need to call Miss Monroe. So yeah. I call Miss Monroe and uh, I say, "Mama, is it true?" And she's like, "Yeah, baby." Yeah. And she said, "Yeah, baby." And I, I say, "Okay, ma, I'll call you back." And I broke down. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, right there in front of my daughter. I'm like, you know, my daughter two years old. You well, know. She don't. She don't. You know, her, the first thing that she did was hurt me. Oh uh, yeah. You know, so that was right. that was God consoling me.
2: Right. You know,
0: at the time, you know, my best friend is gone. Yeah. You know, the, the nigga I started all of this shit with is gone. Right. You know, and you know, you you I I, I you know, just like any natural person would do, man. You know,
1: that's what right. I did. Yeah, so what what you want UGK to be remembered for? You know,
0: I think about that a lot, man. And uh, I think what God has in store is what it's going to be because it's never it's not going to end. That's the first thing you have to understand.
2: Right. It's a
0: household name, okay, and it's going to be a household name forever. You know, uh, w- when you have youngsters searching for good music to listen to, and they 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 tired of hearing the bullshit and the redundancy that they hear on the radio, they tend to go back to some old school shit. That's just like us, you know. We yeah. listen to rap. We 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 MCs. We producers. We do. But we love some Maze. We love some Marvin Gaye. We love some Isaac Brothers, and right. you know. We lean, you know what I'm saying? Good music. Yeah. So even when we look at that, when you look at the youngsters that's younger than us, they'll look back and they say, okay, when I, I I want some good rap music. What can we listen to? UGK is going to come up.
2: For sure.
0: Especially in the South. Especially in the South. Ghetto Boys is going to come up. Absolutely. Yeah. Up. You know, a Ball and JG, they're going to yep. come up. You know, yep. OutKast. You know, they gonna come up. We have some great musicians and artists in our area, man. In the South. So yeah. UGK is 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 at the top of the line. Look, Sway, you know, you y'all you y'all familiar with Sway, right?
2: Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep.
0: Okay. He is one of the biggest UGK advocates out there. And he is a major, he is a major, major person out there in the industry. He can make you or he can break you. Right. Now, this guy knows the history. You understand what I'm saying?
2: Yeah.
0: Now, with the thing that I'm doing right now, you know, when I get ready to drop this album, everything, you know, I got an album called Big Mitch it's still smoking. I don't know if y'all know about that.
2: Yeah, yeah, I've right. seen that. But that's,
0: yeah, that, that's out there. You know, I don't yeah. know if y'all heard it or whatever, but that's out there. My second album is coming out before Thanksgiving. It's called Big Me Just the foundation.
2: Gotcha.
0: So I'm speaking on, you know, you know, how everything came about and, and all the major issues that's going on in, in the world. And I entertain, too. I mean, you, you know, you give the people what you want. You got to give them what they want, but you got to give them what they need, too. That's the way right. I look
2: at it. Right. But Chad and
0: I was always, you know, when we were doing Riding Dirty, you know, we, we was almost finished with the motherfucker, but then he was like, man, we don't have no social commentary on this motherfucking album. What? I see what you're talking about, Chad. He said, man, we ain't talking about nothing.
2: We're just talking <laughs> yeah. about
0: the shit that we going through on these streets, you know, selling drugs to try to make these records, but that ain't no something. We got to talk about
2: something. Right.
0: And that's when the came about. Yeah. And that's when Diamonds and Wood came about. That's when, excuse me, One Day came about. Yeah. You see what I'm,
2: you
0: see what I'm saying? Yeah. It was right. social, it's, it's, it's social commentary, man. You got to let these people know Something and give them something, some substance that they can chew on and really think about.
2: Yeah, for sure. You know, right.
0: of course, you want to party. We all want to party. We listen to trap music when we want to party. There's nothing wrong with that. You know what I'm saying? It's just like social commentary. You don't want to listen to that 24 7 either. Right. So right. you right. got to have some music
2: have to, to let it
0: go it. to and, and, and to party to. So that's where the right. trap music come in. You know, it's it's redundant. It's, it's 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 not anything that's of substance but you let him go. Right. So you have to have the yin and the yang. Yes. Right. You know what I'm saying? Even even when uh, when we were doing our thing, we had like MC Hammer, look how we looked at Hammer. Yep. And, and how right. his music was. We we dissed Hammer, but guess what? That motherfucker is rich right now and he's a preacher and don't have to do that shit no more.
2: Right, <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> you know
0: yeah, what I'm so, saying? Yeah, but we respected him because of his business savvy, and he was able to get a whole bunch of people paid.
2: That's right. that to
0: be respected. That's just like Master P. He, he put out a whole bunch of records a year, maybe sometimes 20 records a year. Yeah, and he put it. He, he he put the dope out on the street whether it was good dope or bad dope. He put it out there and he made money. You, gotta right. Right. you got yeah. to respect
1: that. Right. got to respect
0: that. That's a businessman.
1: Yeah. So you know, Clark right? Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. So Bumper. Yeah, Bumper. Clark, You got something you want to ask? Um. Yeah. I was wondering.
0: Um. Was X? Were you around when X Mob? Used to be with uh, hanging around with like pimp and bun and all them. With X Mob. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, I I know Vicious and Bundy. I I, I don't know them extensively.
2: Word, you know word. what
0: I'm saying? But I, I I know those brothers, and both of those brothers are good brothers, and they damn good MCs, and they damn good. Still doing their thing, you know. Vicious yeah, still locked up. He'll he'll be out, he'll be out in a minute. Smoke just got out. You know, Smoke he just got out. So everything groovy with him. He doing his thing. He got his own website, and he moving and grooving. So I mean, we're yeah, just yeah. waiting for things to come full circle, man. Look, I, I let everybody that's UGK affiliates, and 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 not—I I, let me rephrase that—I don't let nobody do nothing. They grown men; they do what they want.
2: Uh, yeah, but yeah.
0: they represent UGK the way that they want to represent it, and that's fine with me. I had to—I had to come to grips with that because I had a vision, and Chad had a vision of what we wanted UGK to be represented as.
2: Boy, boy. But when
0: things happen the way that they happen, you have to let go and let God do what he's trying to do. Because when things happen, like Chad Pad, he's 33 years old. Boy. You know what I'm saying? That was abruptly. Nobody was prepared for that. Right. So now everything got to regroup. Everything got to regroup. Right. You know what I'm saying? all the visions have to be redone. You have to look at things differently now because the, 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 the patriarch of the, of the situation is not there anymore. Right. You know what I'm saying? Now, Bun is still Bun, But Bun ain't trying to lead no revolution. He ain't trying to re- lead no record company. That's not what Bun's doing. Bun doing what Bun is supposed to be doing, how God got him doing it. Right. And that's the way I look at everybody that's in the position to have UGK in their mouth or whatever. If that's what they want to do, if that's how you want to represent it, then do it. Because one thing I do know is if you represent it wrong, the Lord ain't going to let it manifest no Word. Right. You know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah. Because so, Mama
0: West is up there, and Chad is up there, and God is up there. If it's not represented right, it's not gonna come forth.
1: Right. So Mitch,
0: you uh, where can everybody reach at? Well, right now, man. I, I, I you know I I'm on Facebook. I don't like Facebook that much, but you can always find me. You know, Mitch Queen. You know, on Facebook. Word, or pick me to UGK on Facebook. You know, I'm on Twitter. You can hit me up on Twitter. You know, I'm on YouTube. My shit is on YouTube. The, the, the Still Smoking album is on YouTube. You can go to listen to that shit. I got a, a page on YouTube, too. You know, right now, I'm trying to get my website together. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Where I can sell all my music, my T-shirt paraphernalia, my hats, and, and, and these different things on my website. That's what I'm trying to do as of now, right now, trying to get that done. Once right. I get that done, then I'm that's what I'm gonna be advertised. You know, go straight to my site, you know, when you see my shit, you're gonna get some free songs and then you going I'm I'm ask you, okay, give me your email address. You're gonna get two free songs. Give me your email address. That's all I want. Word, okay. Because every 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 two weeks or every month I'm going to be putting out information on what's going on. Everybody that give me my email address, I'm going to be putting out emails and shit on what's going on, what I'm doing. I might be doing some live shit in the studio. I might, you know, record a Facebook live or whatever. You know. Yeah, yeah. I have a I got a lot of shit that's on my plate right now, but I'm just trying to take baby steps to make sure everything is in line because once it's in line, then everything can start moving like clockwork.
1: Very cool. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Totally.
0: But, but I mean, hey, man, I, I I got music out there. Like I said, the Still Smoking album is still out there. You know right. what I'm saying? People like UGK, you're gonna love Big Mitch. You know, I, I'm like I said, I'm the foundation. I don't brag about it. You know, right. my people in PA. Some of them know who I am. Some of them don't, and I welcome that because I can walk in any mall or anywhere. You know, without being, you know, harassed. Word. Right, you know, because once you get to a certain status, man, and people recognize you everywhere, you're not going to be the same no more.
2: Right. Right, right, right. So <laughs> you know complete? what I'm saying? So That's just so like complete. Bun.
0: You know, Bun can be.
1: What's up? Yeah. No, I say you could, uh go ahead and give us a shout-out. Oh,
0: man, Graffiti Talk. That's what it's all
1: about, baby.
0: I'm glad y'all came and talked to me, man and an interview me. It was a very, very beautiful experience and I appreciate the opportunity, man, and I look forward to hollering at you guys later, man. Anytime you wanna holler at me, holler at me. It's good. You know what I'm saying? It's right. real, baby. Right. Nice
2: right. up. And, and there you
1: have it, there you have it everybody. uh, uh big Mitch from U G K just gave us the the history on U G K and uh everything that they went through and If we don't talk about it, it's because it didn't happen. So peace and mail. That's right.
0: (laughs) Right on, man. Look, hey, man,
1: let me know.
0: I I I want this interview. If I can get this interview on tape or something, y'all can send it to me, man. I need that. I got you.